Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, everybody. God bless you. This is Pastor Omar, along with Praise Tabernacle Church, our uh, Bible study panel, our Tuesday night Bible study panel. We greet you in the name of Jesus. Go ahead on and let a friend, let a neighbor know if you can. Just let them know that we're on for our Tuesday night Bible study. Thank you so much for tuning in. For those that will be uh, coming in a little later, uh, we got a great word on tonight. Our tonight study uh, is our family night in which we try to uh, deal with Excuse me, family issues, uh, be it husbands, wives, uh, be it the children, or vice versa, and all the way around. We do uh, believe that marriage is between one man and one woman, and uh, we don't accept anything else. We don't accept two men, we don't accept two women. We don't accept one man and two women. We don't accept one woman and two men, none of that extra stuff. We believe that marriage is between one man and one woman. And we thank God uh, that he's established that in his word. So tonight we want to, um, as we do every every chance that I get, we, we try to deal with the family Um in particular, to try to help strengthen the bond between husbands and wives and um, in turn that husband and wife work together in unity uh, to help raise and nurture their children. And God knows that if if we ever needed husbands and wives to stand together uh, before, and we need them to do that now. Uh, our children are facing a lot of things. There's a lot of things happening, uh, a lot of things pulling our children. They have access to things just right in their hands uh, that we could only dream of. Matter of fact, I dare to say we probably couldn't even dream of uh, having these things back when we was coming up uh, some 20, 30, 40 years ago. Uh, we couldn't have dreamed of, of having a phone, having access to the world in our hands, just as a click of a button, as a punching a couple of keys or what have you, or saying a few words, we have access to the whole world. And when I was coming up, I, my especially high school, the, the big technology thing, if you want to say, was, uh, you know, our communication uh, back when I was coming up in in high school in the in the late nineties was beepers, pagers, and that was the thing that you know someone would page you, and then you you would have to go to the payphone, especially if you was in school or whatever. You had to go to the payphone to you you know in order to make that phone call or go to the office or what have you. But God knows now we got three, four, and five-year-olds that, I mean, my, my baby, Ice Pick, he he knows how to use my wife's phone better than I do. So he, he knows how to get in on it and 
go to his little games or whatever. I can't even I, – I have no clue even on how to work that. So I stick with my little Android. But tonight we want to, once again, we, we want to talk about a very uh, familiar uh, family <coughs> unit in the Bible. Uh, we're going we're gonna to discuss tonight uh, Ahab and Jezebel. Ahab, King Ahab, and uh, Queen Jezebel. And we want to call your attention tonight to the book of 1 Kings, the 21st chapter. And we're going to cover as much as we can. Uh, We would like to get through to verse 29 if possible, but if not, y'all know I'll pick up on it next month if the Lord delays coming. But we want to go to 1 Kings, the 21st chapter, and we want to start at verse 1. Thank God for the panel. Uh, I think we do have, I know we have Minister Tobert and my wife is on. I think also uh, Sister Tobert um, is on. Um, I'm not not sure if Sister Oliver is on. I do know Sister Ogilvy is, I think she, this is her last week of uh, class, so looking forward to her returning on next. Tuesday. All right, so let's say a word of prayer, and then we're going to jump in here. And we know we know how these Tuesday nights go, especially the family night. Uh, we're going to get a lot of different angles. Uh, we may, you know, we're going to put out that woman a little bit, and we got to put out the man because we know one thing about the scripture. <clears throat> excuse me, the Bible brings balance. It brings balance, and. Anytime something is, if it's out of balance, it's not going to operate. It's not going to flow right. Anytime you're out of balance and you're off keel, there's no way you're going to flow the right way. So God has strategically designed the family, and I know know a lot of women don't don't like this. We know we got this feminine movement, and a lot of this feminine movement, Pardon my French. Is, is a lot of hidden lesbianism and uh, a lot of hidden stuff where you got women that don't want to submit and don't want to fall under the authority of a man. But it, uh, it's the way God designed it. We didn't ask for it. God designed it uh, this way. Ahead of every woman, according to the Scripture, is the man, and ahead of man is Christ, and ahead of Christ. Is the church okay? I mean, it's God, and we know that's the way God designed it. And and a real woman, especially, Lord, I got to pray and get in here. I'm about to go too far already. A real woman, a real Christian woman, a real Christian. And this this is the key. A real Christian woman, okay, have no problem submitting to her husband. Okay, has no problem submitting, especially you know a Christian. Husband, okay. So we get in trouble when we we try to mix, and we're gonna see here in the text tonight where you try to mix. Well, you Muslim and, and he's Christian, or you he Buddhist, and you you know you you get in a lot of trouble um, sometimes with that. You can set yourself up. Let me put it that way, because I'm quite sure there are some couples out there that have different religious beliefs, and uh, and they do just fine. But we. We want to definitely talk about the church, the Christians, okay? That's what our faith is. That's what I believe. That's what we model, uh, should be anyway modeling after. 
But let's say a quick word of prayer and let's jump in here. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you on tonight. We appreciate you for this opportunity uh, that you have allowed us. You brought us together one more time, and we're here to lift up your name. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Let no flesh get any glory in this service, but all glory and honor goes to you. Bless the panel. And God, what I may not have, give it to someone on the panel that we can give a complete exegete of the scripture on tonight that you may be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Let's get ready to, let's fight a little bit. Let's rumble a little bit. Uh, I love to, on these two tonight family nights, I love to stir up the pot to, to get uh, from our sisters and loans, as well as our brothers to kind of, you know, give those points out to see, uh, you know, you, you get different ideas and get different viewpoints from the panel. So First Kings, the 21st chapter, let's just read a little bit and then I'll stop and then we'll, we'll begin to uh, discuss. And it came to pass after these things that Naboth, the Jezreelite, had a vineyard which was in Jezreel, hard by the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. So we just in that scripture, we, we see our first uh, group of characters. We see uh, Naboth, uh, which Naboth was a Jezreelite, and he had a vineyard. <clears throat> His vineyard was in Jezreel, and it was right next to the palace. Of Ahab. Ahab was king, what they say is, of the northern uh, portion of, of Israel. Uh, he was king of the northern uh, portion. Uh, so, uh, you know, pretty close to, to, his, to Ahab's palace, there, there was a little vineyard that uh, was owned by Naboth. Okay, that's pretty much what verse 1 is given. And let's look at verse 2. And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard or vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs. He wanted to plant some vegetables, you know, not quite sure he wasn't vegan, but he he wanted to at least plant some vegetables uh, because it is near to my house. In other words, he's saying it's convenient uh, for me to have. Then he says, I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it, or being good to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. So we, we see here, uh, it seemed like, it, for right now, it seemed like uh, Ahab is doing a, you know, a balance act. He's, he's asking Naboth for the land. Uh, he said, I can give you a, you know, seemed like he's making a pretty good deal. He's offering a pretty good deal um, to Naboth as we look at it right now. He's, he said, I give you, you know, I pay you for it, or I, I'll exchange uh, some better land. Okay, I'll exchange some better land. i give you something uh, a little better than, than, what, than what this is. Okay, so, you know, we just see uh, uh, in the early parts here, we see it seems like Ahab is a just man. Seems like he's a fair man, um, you know, and sometimes men, we, we can be that way. Uh, in the beginning, uh, some of some of you women out there, you you can probably text that, uh, you know, when I met him, he seemed to be cool. But later on down the line, things flip. Uh, things begin to change. And, and probably vice versa, I'm quite sure, 
that some brothers out there can say the same thing about women uh, so, or some women that they have encountered. Man, she started off, she was she was as cool as a fan, but, man, oh, later on, man, she went to tripping. And we know uh, we all can attest to times in our lives where uh, we probably have found ourselves tripping. Okay, so let's look at verse 3. And Naboth said to Ahab, okay, so here, here we, we see uh, Ahab has put out, you know, what the deal is he would like to make, what he's offering. And here in verse 3 we have Naboth's response. He says, verse 3, And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me that I should give thee the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. Okay, let's read that again. And Naboth responded or said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it me. Meaning God, you know, that, that's, not, that's not right. God forbid that I should give thee the, the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. In other words, y'all know uh, Israel, uh, the twelve tribes. Uh, they God uh, promised them land. That's whereby we say the promised land. And in giving land and portions to each uh, family, to each tribe, there was also rules and regulations. Okay, there was rules and regulations. And one of the rules were uh, you are not to sell your land and, and, and uh, or make like a permanent. Sometimes you can loan it out, and then once the person's able to pay it back or whatever, like leasing, you, that was possible to lease, but it was against the law. Uh, you can go read and, and look that up in Leviticus, several chapters, Leviticus and some other <coughs> scriptures that you can look at uh, to to support uh, what what we're saying, but uh, by Naboth saying the Lord forbid it, meaning you know not only am I not going to sell, but God forbid that that I do this. This is an inheritance that that's supposed to stay in my okay. This is something that my family you know when I leave off the scene, something that my sons are going to have and. You know, my children, it should continue to uh, stay in my family. It, it, you know, this is part of the promise. And so many times we have, you know, you, you ever had somebody in your family, you know, your mom or dad worked for something and, and gave it to them, and by the time they get it, they did not honor that thing or they did not cherish uh, that thing the way, you know, maybe someone else in the family or, or the way mom or dad uh, cherished it when when they got to them, they they may have just toyed around with it. You know, me and my son, my oldest son, we uh, well, let my my daughter, my oldest daughter, Amaria, um, we we bought her a car, and you know, a car that was running already, pretty good, and uh, she didn't have to do much of anything to it. Uh, you know, maybe about a year later, she had to start putting a little extra money in it. Uh, but then when it comes to Zach, Zach just turned 18. Uh, we have bought him. You know, I made him do a little more work uh, for his car, and we're going in for the most part half. Uh, it seemingly has been uh, three-fourths me and the other one-fourth him, so he's playing catch-up. But, uh, you know, the time and the energy and the work, the finances that I've, that I've put in the car – 
I'm, it's good that, you know, now he's seeing the investment that I made, that I'm making with him, because I want him to understand the value of hard work, you know. It's easy, okay, if I just buy it for you, you I don't think you're going to appreciate it as much as if you have to put your money in too, okay. So, you know, every little check he get, you know, I'm expecting him to, hey, I've already paid for this, that, and the other, but you got to, I ain't going to just pay for it. You got to reimburse me back your half. So these are the things I'm trying to teach uh, him as a young man. So we see Naboth, he cherished what his inheritance was. He, he honored what his dad what had came down to him to the point he told the king, hey, man, I cannot, God forbid that I sell uh, or that I give you this land. Anybody on the panel, I know we've only gotten to three verses. Anybody on the panel got anything you'd like to add at this time? Um, Pastor, I just wanted to say, uh, first off, it's starting off as a good message to begin with, um, and it's a whole lot to bring out, so I can't wait for us to get further along. But for where we are right now, I think the main thing that we got to realize is, um, you know, it, it shows that regardless of who's coming at you, what whatever's thrown your way, you still got to hold on to what the Lord says. So when wow. you look at what Naboth did, you know, that's that's the king. You know, that's someone of a of an authority figure in front of him, yes. you know, that, you know, started out having a, a conversation and we trying to make a deal, but, you know, how many folks could have went astray and just said, you know what, hey, man, I'm, uh, hey, that money sounds good, you know. So there's there's a lot of people that could go the wrong way, but he's standing on what the Lord said, like, no, man, uh, God forbid. God forbid me, like, I forget what you're talking about, man. I, I can't do that because of what God said. So like you said, like, you know, this was given to me. So to put it in context for, you know, us, it's just like, a, you know, I get my 40 acres in a mule. I don't want to give it away. I want to hold on to it, you know. So, for example, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. And for uh, everyone listening, just stand on what, you know, hold true to what the Lord tells you to do. So if besides just in this scenario, if the Lord tell you to do something, do it. He tell you not to do something, don't do it. That's, that's it before we go further. That's it. Great. Thank you, Mr. Tobin. I think I heard someone else. Was this was there someone else who wanted to respond? Uh, this is Kisa. I was going to respond, but I'm going to wait. Okay. All right. So, all right. Okay, Sister Oliver. All right. All right, well, let, let's go on a little farther. I, I feel y'all chopping at the bit, so let, let's try to get a little farther before we uh, get into halftime. So let's go to verse 4. So we, we see we see where we're at, okay? Uh, the king has been rejected, okay? <laughs> we can take that a lot of places <laughs> when we come down to men being rejected, all right? <laughs> verse 4. Excuse me. And Ahab came into his house heavy and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he had said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my fathers. And he laid him down upon his bed and turned away his and would eat no bread. So 
Now, <laughs> we got a pouting king. We got a man that's pouting. He, he emotional, and now his emotions are getting the best of him. He, he's wearing it on his, on his face. You can tell something is wrong with him. And I'm, I'm quite sure some of my sisters that, that's on here tonight can, can probably can probably definitely give some testimonies of when their husband's uh, countenance, for whatever the reason was, may have failed. When you knew, you know, I, I know when something is, is going on with my wife, and she knows, I mean, good Lord, we've been together over half of our lives, so... You know, uh, she knows me and I know her. I, I know when, when she's tripping and she knows when, when I'm tripping. That was one thing about me, and she, she can probably she can come on and, and, and say and second what I'm about to say about myself. You know, when, I, when, I, when there's something going on with me, when my countenance failed, maybe I didn't get my way, uh, I get quiet. I'm not, a, I'm not a fusser. I don't like arguing, you know. I don't like being around folks that's arguing and all that. I, you know, I pull myself to the side. <coughs> excuse me, and I get quiet, even if it's me and her that's having a moment. You know, I get quiet. Now she she has came a long way. So my wife, in the beginning, like I say, we've been together since she was, I want to say probably fifteen, but I know by, by the time she turned sixteen. Um, my wife has always she could fuss with the best of them, and early in marriage, man, she could fuss and she could, as old folks say, she could raise some sand. Even as a young lady, as a teenage young lady, she could raise, she could raise some sand. So, uh, and I would just get quiet. And and what that did, even back then, uh, twenty nineteen, eighteen nineteen. Uh, 20 years ago, that made her worse. That made her even madder because I got quiet. You know, I would get quiet and, and you know, I, I would tell her, well, I'm saved for real. You know, I, I got to like the Bible say, you know, I'm really saved. And, you know, things like that, me getting quiet would make her, and I, I, she, I know she's going to probably say something about that later, you know, would make it even worse. So, I, you know, uh, Ahab, he wore it on his face. Okay, no doubt he's the king. And what they said when I was studying this, they said the king already had so much land, and in the event a person passed or family passed and there was no one for the land to go to, uh, from what they, the theologians were saying was, you know, then the king would, would, would get that also. So what they were saying was the king already had so much land that was uh, – pretty much his. So here he is, this little piece of land that belongs to uh, Naboth. He, he's rejected. He's the king, no doubt. Ain't many folks. I think Minister Tobin was kind of hidden on that. Not many folks tell the king no. Okay, but Naboth said, man, I can't. I can't. God forbid. I can't do that. So here he goes home pouting. He goes to his bedroom lay in his bed, turn his face to the wall. He ain't doing like Hezekiah, turning his face to the wall and praying. But he he turned away his face. And not only is he tripping and, and, and his countenance fell, now he won't eat. Okay, so you got a man that won't eat, 
where you know he normally, you know, hey, dinner time, it's time to eat, you know something is going on. All right, so let's go into verse 5. Let's get, let's get a couple more verses, and I'm opening it back up to the panel. Verse 5, but Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said unto him, why is thy spirit so sad that thou eatest no bread? Uh, she's probably rubbing his hair, saying, uh, honey, boo-boo, what's going on? What, who, who messing with you? What, what, you know, why you won't eat? Why you won't eat? You know, what, what's going on? You know, uh, uh, so she, she's, you know, checking in on her man. Look at verse 6. And he said unto her, because I spake unto Naboth. I, I'm, I'm trying to talk like I can imagine him talking. I, I spake unto Naboth, uh, the Jezreelite. You, you know him, baby. He, he got the vineyard right down there, right next to the house. And I said unto him, give me the vineyard for money. Let me buy, your, let me buy that vineyard. Or else, if it please thee, I will give thee another vineyard for it. And I can hear Jezebel say, uh-huh, yeah, uh, okay, so, so what happened? And, and he answered, I will not give thee my vineyard. So here's, you know, he's explaining to his wife what took place. Okay, so let, let's stop that before we get into, into uh, Sister Queen uh, Jezebel. Anybody on the panel got anything up to this point? Now, Brother Pastor, you know I have something to say. <laughs> Ahab, and I, I text my husband earlier when I was reading over this at work, and I, but I'm not going to say what I text him because we haven't gotten to that part yet, so I'm a, I'm a hush. But Ahab is already getting on my nerves, and I say that because in the first verse or so, he started off like a nice guy. He um he went to is it pronounced Naboth or Naboth? That's close and, enough. That's close enough. Okay, that'll work. So he went to him, and, you know, he, he started off as if he was a nice guy. Hey, you know, can I get your land? I'll swap some lands with you. I'll pay for it. But he really wasn't, though, if you really think about it, because he already had so much. So he was actually being greedy. He was being greedy because this land was closer to where you were, so you feel like you should have automatically had gotten it. Like, you're being greedy. And then for this grown man, can y'all just imagine a grown man don't want to eat dinner, flopping around on the bed, having a tantrum? Like, just just imagine how silly you look having a tantrum because somebody told you no. But then he's in the wrong because he told him, no, the Lord said, not my, my, my cousin said, my wife said, but the Lord said for me not to give this away. So he was already, like Ahab, he was already in the wrong anyway. So, mm. and, and then here come, here come Jezebel doing what she do. I'm trying to find out why, why you keep picking all the stories in the Bible where the women are acting up. Why you, you, why you, I'm noticing a trend here, um, Brother Pastor. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into Jezebel just yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna let it let's keep going. But yes, 